Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I'm Ann Moles, and today we're going to have, we're just going to be in for a treat. As usual, we get to talk with some interesting people, and this couple is no exception. Uh, you know, and you can just go ahead and chime in and hang in there. You know, when it comes to obstruction of justice, we get a chance to talk about all kinds of things, politics, health and and wellness, and of course, business, my favorite. And they're going to share with us what they do with their nonprofit, Food for the Cure. Welcome, Andrew and Molly Fitzgerald. It's nice, nice to be here. Nice to have you here. You know, it's just, I tell you, let me just kind of just put the little pin in the balloon. How did I meet you guys? You know, you guys have been doing this work for a few years now and uh, not to be and not to go unnoticed. We're the Kansas City community has noticed you. And I saw you on a newsreel and I wasn't sure which newsreel it was, whether it was one of the, you know, local networks, but it was uh, one of my favorite newsreels because it focuses on what Kansas City's doing, uh, Flatlands. Huh? So I saw you on that broadcast and it was just, just inspiring and also very informative, but it it's sharing what it is that I think we all kind of need to get get into, especially in these days and times. Uh, big blessings to you, Dr. Anthony Clark. Uh, thanks for the shout out. Uh, Anthony, Dr. Clark is just a great guy, a great guy in the Lord. And, you know, he's a pretty healthy guy, too. Uh, so he's he's into health and, and fitness and wellness and stuff, too. I can tell you can, when you meet him, you'll you'll see why. Uh, but, yeah, you know, thank you so much for joining and hanging out. Now, where do we get started? Because I heard a little nugget. I heard a n- little nugget from you, Molly. Yes. about the <laughs> about how and why uh food for the cure well before let me just let me just talk to you andrew and ask you why food for the cure well it it, it all started um in uh, early 2016 uh, my mom unfortunately came down with cancer, bile duct cancer to be specific. And at that point in time, there really wasn't a cure for that type of cancer or anything that it could really do other than extend her life. But I, at that time I was into organic stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey mom, you really should be eating this kind of food. That way, you know, you're taking this chemo. If you start eating organic, hopefully, you know, that would offset the the chemicals because chemo's chemicals and the unfortunate reality is chemo attacks every cell of your body it does yeah it does but the unfortunate reality was you're seeing a doctor you're on chemo the bills just pile up Mm. and organic food unfortunately is quite more expensive than 
than your conventional foods. So, mm -hmm. so that was hard, you know, so, but in the back of my mind, I was always thinking if there was a nonprofit that would help people in her situation. So mm -hmm. it's always been in the back of my mind. And unfortunately she passed away December 11th of 2016. Mm. And at that point I was in a very dark place. So it's, it's in the back of my mind, but the, the reality was I was going through a crazy roller coaster experience of what, you know, all the things in life just change so fast. Mm -hmm. And then eventually got things got better. I met Molly and I, uh, Basically, I never forgot that that idea of mine in the back of my head. I didn't have quite the exact name for it, but I knew what I wanted. So when I moved to Kansas City, I got on a app called Nextdoor. Uh -huh. And I was like, okay, so I don't know anybody. So I was chatting out there. Is there anybody with with uh, the same kind of ideals like me for organic and helping cancer patients, you know? Yeah. And then I got a few responses. Oh, that's a great idea. But that's where they dropped it, you know, because everybody's all for a great idea. But when it comes down to actually getting things done, you know, yeah, fortunate that it takes a little time and stuff. But luckily, I found two other people and they're on our board today to this day. Cool. It it just kind of blossomed in a slow way. But anything new is always hard to get off the ground. It is. It is. And so what I'm hearing is that the inspiration came from a need, you know, and that's kind of what, what, um, it, you know, your mom must have been a really, really great person, you know, I'm sure, because look at you, oh, you yeah. know, the fact that, that um, she inspired to give to others, right? Not just for herself, but also for other people too. This legacies and heritages, they just keep on giving, right? So uh, you had the heart to pick it up and say, look, my mom needs, so I'm going to, I'd like to do something about this, right? I commend you for that. And really when you said nonprofit, um, you know, I'm just going to kind of jump in a little bit when it comes to business efforts. Nonprofit, guys, doesn't mean that there's no profit, <laughs> you know, and I'm saying this out there, nonprofit, as you heard, uh, as you heard Andrew mention, it's about people coming together and rolling up their sleeves and making something happen making something happen to where it gives back without um without the cost right or you know even maybe not so much of a big cost donations volunteers uh those that's kind of what nonprofit when we when we hear the word nonprofit it doesn't mean that we don't and there aren't resources that are required right, right. and so somebody also, when you said, look, you know, you reached out, kind of did a next door. This is what I'm thinking about doing. And someone said, hey, yeah, good idea. And they drop it. Well, because anything worth doing is a challenge. Anything worth having is a challenge, especially when you're talking about business and and helping people and and doing things to to develop and grow anything. If it were easy, everybody would <laughs> would be doing it, right? Mm 
Right. So it's not. And that's, uh, you know, we talk about business uh, on obstruction to justice quite a bit. Uh, being a business owner myself, you know, I have a couple of challenges and a couple of, and I say challenges, things that I do to, uh, and I've been working with them to, to make them go. But this food for the cure came from the heart. <laughs> that's, that's really what, what I'm hearing. And that's really what the passion, what's required when you're looking to do something for a community as a nonprofit organization or even as a for-profit. But don't think that when we hear nonprofit world, Kansas City, right, we're, we're here and these guys are, are sharing with you what's going on, that volunteers aren't needed because they are. Oh, yes. And resources yeah. are needed. Donations are needed. And, you know, that's something that, you know, we we need to reiterate. So, Molly, now I think I'm ready for that wonderful nugget that you shared a little bit earlier. Tell us, tell us how. So, you... Andrew uh, has such a passion for certain topics that it got to the point where I said, you, you need a hobby. You need something to do um, because he, he actually, he he's disabled and cannot work. Mm. And so um, I said, you need to do something with your time. And he worked up this graphic on his shirt. And I said, ah. well, there you go. Let's lead with that. And then when I come home from work, he's already put a message out on next door and was like, hey, we have a meeting this weekend at around the corner. And he he went to work and, and started a uh, the brainstorming of it. So. Wowzer. And, you know, that's, that's, I'm hearing something else too, guys, because what they say, and this is, I'm kind of jumping in, I'm putting on my business hat here for a minute because we do have a business audience. When you're looking to start a new endeavor, a business, a for-profit business, a non-for-profit business, it's best to have your people, everyone that's in your circle kind of in your corner too, right? So for you, Molly, to say, hey, you know, you know, I'm supporting, I'm in, you know, supporting you, what it is that you're you're envisioning here. Um and and even still, okay, Andrew, I didn't know. Well, you know, we had chatted a bit too, but someone else who is disabled, here's another person who is giving back and wanting to give back and Molly, your heart to say, okay, well, we're going to do this and I'm going to support you in this, you know, let's get a hobby, you know, just because we are physically not able to do certain things and guys, we're talking about gardening here. Yes. Huh? <laughs> Food for the cure is it's gardening. It's where they grow organic food. You know, did you hear what Andrew was sharing? So him being uh, physically not able to do a lot of what, you know, being disabled, you know, gardening, you're digging, you're, you know, crawling, you're bending, you're stooping, you're picking, you're lifting, <laughs> mm -hmm. you're doing all of that. Well, for me, I'm especially, you're, we talk about volunteers and thank God this year, because we doubled our space. 
but they they do the majority of all the hard work. I'm there with my chair, and if they have questions or any concerns or anything, and I kind of point and you know sit, you know kind of being the the foreman, if you will. But you know, and in the beginning, we only had three people. That was one. That was being, including me. You know, including my <laughs> wife, that were volunteers. So mm-hmm. it was really hard for me because. I can't get down, you know, I got a bad mm-hmm. back. I can only lift 10 pounds and no bending. So I really wanted to get in, get in there and get it done because I'm like, oh, this is, if it was just, if I was in a perfect health condition, I would just be out in the garden all day, you know, mm-hmm. and do it, it is fun. But, but when, when you're, when you have a disability, it's, it's, it's just hard to, especially when you're doing a nonprofit to get, people to realize that you do need volunteers and that we do really appreciate everything that gets done. And, and I think, especially with like, with, uh, since we're doing with cancer, I think there's this idea that people with cancer get all the support they need. Mm -hmm. And if anything, I've seen that they really kind of get pushed in the back in some cases, or they're just afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing about what you had mentioned, your mom being in need of was the nutrition and, and cancer patients when you're dealing with chemotherapy and the uh, the radiation treatments and things of that nature. Uh, it does tear you down. So what builds you up, you know, of course, is the immune system. And what Food for the Cure does is that that organic food uh, that organic food is available and people are able to, uh, you're, you're able to bless people. Okay. So I do want to go back. Don't despise small beginnings. Huh? We, we read that and yeah, I let the cat out of the bag. Everyone knows I'm a Christian, right? And the main thing that we go to when it comes to doing anything is, the word of God, as far, as far as information, what to do, God, how, how do we do this? Well, to not be discouraged because it was only three people. You know, I think that, and I was thinking about this uh, probably the past couple of weeks, how, uh, how the media just, people think that things are just supposed to be big. And if you're not doing it big and, you know, uh, crowds of people and bulldozers and a whole field of land and all of that. If you're not doing it big, then you're not doing it. But the word says, don't despise small beginnings because that right there is the the seed of faith. And the mustard seed is the smallest seed in the herb kingdom. So your mustard seed, you had three mustard seeds out there. (laughs) when you first got started and you had the meeting but then now it's still uh it's still going and it's still growing because it got my attention uh when it comes to food you know we had chatted a little bit andrew yes the organic food is super important for the cancer patient and we're gonna dive in a little bit when we get out there to your website but there are also food deserts, food deserts, fresh fruits and vegetable deserts in communities where there's no grocery store 
within a mile or whatever where people live mm -hmm. and you know maybe even more than a mile there's no grocery store so a person can't if they don't have transportation they can't just walk to the grocery store right so the food deserts are there and fresh fruits and vegetables are important for all for all people uh, especially young people right so uh, to grow up and you want them to be healthy and everything uh, so you, you the the food deserts are there and we talked about how important it would be you know to educate to educate people about how to maybe do the gardening you know a bucket garden or something we work mm -hmm. with another nonprofit organization that that where we're going to actually uh, hopefully grow and partner with you you know so the people that we have we're going to come and and roll up our sleeves and volunteer with that but it is important to know that fresh fruits and vegetables are important to any diet i think that with the fast food Young people, come on. I know it might taste great, right? But they're thinking of the convenience of it. Well, and the nutritional. The, and unfortunately, you know, we're, how people serve people, if you're on such a tight budget, mm -hmm. it's so much affordable for, for them to buy McDonald's and all these other things. But in reality, if they just spent a little extra on the healthier foods, you would be more nourished as a, as a whole person, you know. Definitely more nourished. Uh, growing up, the food was a little bit different too. So why, um, you know, as far as the seed was different, you know, because I'm a little older than you guys. The seed was different and the food was different in that we... Uh, when I was a kid, it, there wasn't genetically modified food. The GMOs weren't there. Um not that we're aware of. I know GMOs have probably been around for at least 20, 30 years to where they're um, working with the seed. But the soil itself and the seed was a seed that produced, uh, you know, it had an, a seed in it. Mm -hmm. Lots of foods that we eat don't even have seeds. They're just, they're seed and then that's it. So the seed, there's no seed in it. Like the seedless watermelon. You know, when we were kids, we spit seeds. That was that was it, you know? Yeah. Well, you're looking at a seedless watermelon and you're like, wow, how did you do that? You know, and I think the question also is why? But why organic? Can you share with us? Uh, as far as like organic food, like the whole process is all so much in organics itself. But, you know, first thing is, you know, if you go to the store, it's, it's USDA certified if you buy it like that. Now, as far as like when you're farming, it's all about not just growing it from seed and you're done. It's about uh, helping the land, nourishing the soil and not using all these harsh chemicals and sprays that conven unfortunately conventional foods usually use. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing it our way, not only does the food grow well, there's actually, uh, there's been studies that show that the nutrition is, is there's more nutrition in it as well, as far as, because what happens is the soil's healthy uh -huh. and you have all the bacteria that's supposed to be there. You have the bugs, you have the worms and everything's just a, a perfect ecosystem where the, the bacteria helps the plant 
absorb nutrition. So they, they, they work together and it, it's just the perfect ecosystem. And the unfortunate reality is with conventional, the USDA calls it dead soil. When you're mm. using all these sprays and you're, you're basically killing the soil, there's no life. There's no bacteria. The, the worms are gone. You're just, unfortunately, just destroying your, all your land. Mm. And it, it, for some reason, our system's gone to that. And it, it, I wish people would go back to the old, old ways. But mm -hmm. for some reason, it's like ingrained that we have to produce as absolutely much as possible. But in some studies, organic can be just as well or sometimes better as far as yields. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of amazes me. And, you know, it's just the people say that it's more expensive to do organic. And yes, there, there's certain habits where since you're not using the sprays, you do have the crop loss. But at the end of the day, you're not buying all these different chemicals and it's just it's a better way to be with nature, in my opinion, you know, mm -hmm. so. for sure, for sure. Uh, so organic is really going back to the old way of taking care of the soil and growing food. Uh, whereas now we have the big farm, uh, big pharma pseudicals that get into uh, cahoots with the uh, big farms. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know the tech guy, uh, the biggest, one of the biggest tech guys in the country, in the world is buying up all the farmland. You know, why does a tech guy need farmland? Now, what is it about Monsanto that is, you know, dealing with seeds and they, you know, just it, the commercial farming, mm -hmm. Uh, is just it, it really for the sake to me of of profit more so than oh it, it's really it's it's kind of scary how things work out with the, if unfortunately there's people that are out there that are so consumed by just gathering as much wealth as possible and like when you said Monsanto it's like oh I, that that's like the worst company on the planet unfortunately. It's, it's not just because maybe they initially thought they were going to do good, but a lot of these GMOs are designed mm -hmm. for one thing and one thing only. And they're designed to uh, basically not be killed by, uh, oh, what's it called? The spray, the uh, Roundup. Roundup. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. And even the World Health Organization says that's a carcinogen, you know. Mm -hmm. So it, there's a, just, you know, like, if you go over to uh, Europe, they don't have GMOs. They do not. They don't use mm -hmm. them. They, they, it's like the plague, you know. Mm -hmm. And it just blows my mind that these certain things are allowed in the U.S. because they're lobbied for. They're, they're sufficient studies for them, you know. And mm -hmm. the reality is the FDA doesn't do these studies. They just review the data. Mm. They're not doing the study. They just do the review. So... It just—it's really interesting how things work, and with the seeds, they sell the farmer the seeds, then they sell them the chemicals, and the farmer grows the plant. But the farmer can't gather those seeds for himself; he has to destroy those seeds mm. and buy new seeds. So it's a vicious cycle of this farmer just getting 
more expenses over more expenses over more expenses. And mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate where if they did organic, they could gather their seeds without worrying about Monsanto coming to sue you or, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had, um, there was a movie that was on one of the streaming program, uh, streaming uh, formats. Uh, and it was talking about how, the one of the the organic farmers were being squeezed out by the big uh farming uh organization and uh, they were suing the organic for, farmer about uh, something about how uh it was contaminating or whatever or if there was contaminant because they would test the organic soil and if they found an or uh, contaminant in it then it would be no longer it could no longer be called organic and you know there's really i would say real true conspiracies because people are greedy Mm -hmm. uh now and what you had mentioned too molly as far as convenience Mm -hmm. so you know people are are trying to work and and um they're so so bogged down with life uh by the time you you know the household and the two wage earning household or the single wage earning household with the single parent and multiple dependents uh you know by the time you get through uh working and you you get home what is it but you know there's uh and i want to just kind of throw some some things out there i want to ask too what when you what do you grow what do you grow what do you focus on as far as uh growing your food your organic food this year we actually took a survey towards the end of last year and we asked the cancer patients on our list, what do you want us to grow? What do you want to eat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the year, the first year we did it last year, we grew just what, what the board decided. We, we didn't mm-hmm. at, really ask. Well, we kind of grew a variety a of variety, that. but And <laughs> the funny thing was we grew a wonderful plant in, uh, oh, what, what, uh, Swiss chart. Swiss chart. Mm. It was rainbow Swiss chart. It was gorgeous. Yeah, it was wonderful. It Beautiful grew. Crop. You could cut it and it would grow back and it was amazing. But we only literally had one person that would take it and they were using it to juice it, which was fine. Mm-hmm. But I just wish more people could eat it or would try it or eat it. Because one thing I, I am finding out is a lot of people are very cautious of new foods. So mm. we try to avoid some of the, like the Chinese varieties and this and that. But Certain foods we just this for especially for like said the being of this for this year, we asked and we did sweet potatoes, we did mm. Brussels sprouts, yeah, those are healthy. Lettuce and tomatoes. Toma- well, we always we did always do tomatoes. Tomatoes are always yeah. you know people love tomatoes. So. Mm-hmm. We did a variety of peppers, banana peppers, bell peppers, jalapenos, oh. serranos. Uh, we also did eggplant. Mm-hmm. We attempted onion. But that kind of failed. Uh, Unfortunately, the the ground we're in is kind of clay, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a variety of bush beans. Um, we did also summer squash. Okay. Nut squash. Yeah. Uh, a little bit variety. We, we it was yellow crook for the summer yes. squash, mm-hmm. and then the the winter squash was a variety between spaghetti and butternut. 
Oh, yeah. And see, that spaghetti squash and butternut squash is very expensive in the stores. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It adds up. Uh, all of what you just mentioned, all of the, the fruits and vegetables, the vegetables that, that you just mentioned are very expensive in the stores. Yes. You know, people people should know that. But plus, people do. But I think back to a little bit of what convenience is like. People are so used to the salt and the sugar and mm -hmm. the processed food to where you know, you have to force yourself to eat salad, whether, you know, yeah, if you, you know, it's good for you and you should eat it, but you know, it's like you have to force yourself to eat, to eat healthy. And even in the food prep, those butternut squashes, you can cut them in half and bake them oh, and yeah. they're just delicious. Just, mm -hmm. you know, you could use it like a sweet potato that, um, juicing lettuce so i don't know maybe you know this is just kind of moving forward coming up when you do make the decision too of what to grow uh just come up with some recipes too and how that was that was another thing is we've actually so since the uh since the uh, flatland kc thing actually mm -hmm. we actually gained two uh cancer patients from that so that was a good thing and yeah. uh, what was interesting about you saying the uh, recipes is one person's like i, I like that what you're growing but she's like she was like i just don't cook and so i you know it's kind of hard to figure out what to make mm -hmm. so we're like okay we'll definitely put down a list of things that we can actually do that way when we know we'll, we'll grow stuff we'll just kind of especially maybe eventually put it on the website or somewhere easy you know or maybe make a little pamphlet that has mm -hmm. little ideas but yeah it, it's Especially there's, when you don't know how to cook or you just don't know how the recipes, yeah. it's kind of mind boggling. What, like, yeah. what do you do with this vegetable? What do you do with it? And it, there's so much room for growth too. You guys have been on it, on the, the mission field doing this. And, you know, that's kind of how businesses go. You evolve into what, what makes sense and, and what can we do? So that's just another something down the line. Now, let me catch my thought too. So back in the day, my grandmother, she, we, it looks like we had cabbage every day. <laughs> that green cabbage, big green heads of cabbage every day. Now, you know, I don't know as far as organic and all of that. Um, it's thin leaf. I mean, it, it's something that a pesticide could really get into and, you know, so it might not be a bad idea to eat as that, you know, cabbage that's organic. Uh, but even with that, the idea of, of eating and cooking the food that doesn't take a long time to cook yes. and it, it's a good healthy staple because you could eat some cabbage and throw a couple of potatoes in there and you have some cornbread and wow. We, <laughs> you got yourself a meal. Yeah, yeah, we ate really well. And plus the beans and things. So you guys are on it when it comes to the, uh, uh, that delicious food that you're growing. I do want to go out here. I want to share your website. I, I just dig that logo. It, it looks really good. That um, logo that you came up with there, Andrew. Yeah. It, it's really cool. It, it, it's pretty simple, but it, it, it's eye-catching. Mm -hmm. it, it is, you know, people, because pe you want to lean in to see the vegetables. Oh, I know what vegetable that is. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of a conversation starter too. Yeah. yeah. So let me go ahead and I'm going to share the, um, 
share your website here. Yeah. So the website, guys, is foodforthecure.org. That's the website for all the podcasters that listen in to uh, the Obstruction to Justice program, foodforthecure.org. And it's all spelled out in words. And it uh, you go out here to the website and it has that cool logo that I was just <laughs> raving about. Uh, food for the cure, helping others one bite at a time. So that is definitely a slogan slogan for <laughs> you. <laughs> definitely a slogan. And uh, grow stronger than cancer. Yeah. So when uh, Andrew, yeah, thank you so much for for starting this and in doing this. And and we're not wrapping it up. We still have oh. some time here, but I do yeah. want to share. Yeah, thank you. You know, because yes, it is hard. It's difficult to do anything, especially stepping out on faith and especially when you have your own physical challenges too. And, you know, the heart heartbreak of losing your mom to uh, this deadly disease. Uh, but even the more the cancer, if we could just eat better starting out, uh, I think that that will help help us to to fight these uh, these diseases, even though it seems that things are kind of stacked against us and what we uh, live through in our society. Individually, they yeah. go into court and say individually, this does not cause cancer. Right. But mm-hmm. because of so much that the body has to endure. It. it uh it does. <laughs> so oh, it says, yeah. welcome food for the cure together. We can, and guys, definitely together we can. And if you want to check out that interview that we were sharing that where I had uh, first been, was introduced to food for the cure, that flatland interview is out here. They have it posted on the website as well and yes it is a 501c3 nonprofit, and it is located here in the greater kansas city missouri area it has uh programs and now this picture here mm-hmm. is this the food that you guys grew yes that was from last year yeah that was the first year. year and we had carrots cucumbers last year mm-hmm. which we did not do this year but uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah the, unfortunately the carrots look pretty dwindly because they with only three people that were doing the weeds and stuff our first year got a little too weedy <laughs> mm-hmm. so the carrots got overtaken and they they looked like they were gonna they started once they, we started weeding they grew great the, the tops were huge and then we went to pull them and they were just so tiny mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I, I for those that are, can see this picture, uh, I wanted to just kind of share too. Uh, traveling overseas, uh, it is totally different when when it comes to in organic food and what you should select. Don't expect guys organic vegetables to look um, super colorful and. Uh, where there are no imperfections. Right. And... That's what, you know, that's the number one problem with our culture is people expect perfection. And when it comes to it, it's just so wrong. I mean, 
And I know we're like trained to be that way from the first day we go into a grocery store, everything's just gorgeous and perfect. Mm -hmm. It's just unfortunate. But yeah, when it definitely comes to organic, you're going to have imperfections. You're going to have the the, the little bug bites here and there. It's going to look, you know, slightly different, but honestly, especially like when it comes to tomatoes, organic tastes so much better. It just blows my mind. Yeah. Like we didn't, watch one of the butternut squashes this year and it started growing on both sides of the fence that we put up so in order to get it out we had to snip the fence uh-huh so. Oh. yeah so looking at the this these vegetables it, these are the vegetables that your team grew now mm-hmm. and like i said you know the they to me they look delicious they look they look like, okay, they do look homegrown. Yeah. So they look like they're going to, they're going to do something for me though. Those green peppers and the cucumbers and, and all of that, they, it just looks really good. Yeah. So that, that, um, also here it has uh, your donation buttons. And if you do your shopping on Amazon, they have a button here where you can actually, uh, use uh, the smile at, at Amazon. It's a smile. Amazon smile is where when you do uh, purchase from Amazon, you can, it, Amazon will also donate to a nonprofit. So that's what you're into. You can also click on that link. They have a link there that will take you, give you information about their, them signing up with Amazon smile. Yeah, donate today. That's out there too. Uh, volunteer. I want to click on this. Okay, that volunteer link. If you want to volunteer, go out there and sign up. Put your information in and they mm-hmm. will definitely get back with you on oh, that. Oh yeah, I try to get back to them the same day, at least the second day. You know, at least get you back to the, at least by the next day. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless something crazy is going on, but most of the time it's in a day or so. But, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, it it definitely helps when we get people that are geared to, to want to do something and help. I and mean, even the smallest things help tremendously. You know, it's mm-hmm. and you don't need to know gardening. This I get this all the time. Like, yeah. oh, I don't really know how to garden, but I want to help. I'm like, that's totally fine. You know, we'll we'll show you how to do it. You know, just you'll learn as you go. And that's that's what we've been doing is learning as we're going. It's been a it's definitely been a, an experience to, to, to learn. And, and as we get volunteers, we learn from them and they learn from us. And it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Super. Yeah. So the mission statement is out there as well. Uh, click on the Y link and it will take you to the story uh, where Andrew's mom is out there and it shows her beautiful picture as well so that that is very nice very nice um partnerships things of that nature you know you want to hang out and partner with this team volunteer you know one thing about the um habitat for humanity that was a you know that's an organization that i think kansas cityans are familiar with Mm -hmm. in that uh, it builds housing there are housing projects around in Kansas City and and builds homes for uh, 
greater Kansas Cityans, Kansas Cityans. Well, you know, they're, they're out there, but this is uh, another opportunity to do some volunteer work. Now you have corporations, companies that want to go out and do some volunteer work. And so they'll contact organizations like Habitat for Humanity. But I will, uh, I will encourage all businesses to diversify because I think volunteering is, is important in, in more than one, one way. I know Habitat is kind of a, you know, they're big. So a lot of times they'll, um, the people or companies or organizations will want to partner with them, uh, because they are larger, a larger non-for-profit, um, the other nonprofit organizations where you, you they're donation and giving, you know, that that's, that's, that's fine. But I, I would say just to encourage uh, businesses and local businesses to volunteer and partner with an organization like here, food for the cure, because it is local, you know, in your dollars, you know, where your dollars are. They're going to a local non-for-profit, but then the food goes to local cancer patients. Tell us about that. Uh, tell us about how you distribute to. Okay. Well, as, as right now, we're, 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 as you say, nothing's too small, you know, but nope. we're, we're really small. And we started out with word of mouth. So if, if someone knew a cancer patient, they would say, hey, I know food for the cure. They, they give food. And so they would email me. We would take their, their name, address, cell phone number. And then when something's ready to be picked at the garden, we will text them. I'll say, Hey, I have two heads of lettuce, seven tomatoes, blah, blah, blah. And I'll, and I'll say, would you like some? And they'll reply back and then we'll gather what we need for that day. And then, uh, me and my wife will go deliver and we'll have it in a bag with a little thing saying, this is a donation food for the cure. It's come directly from the garden. Make sure you wash it. And then before you prepare it, and then uh, we'll go to the house and I'll hand it to them. And of course we wear a mask, all that good stuff. You gotta be safe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, for sure. So it doesn't sound like it's a difficult process to, no. you know, you know, you have to give, status of your income and how much your mortgage or rent is no. and one, you know one thing one thing i wanted to take out of the equation mm -hmm. is is it didn't matter how much money you made because mm -hmm. in reality especially doing this now there's a lot of people that fall in terrible gaps because they make just a little too much money to get the support they really need mm -hmm. and most places don't take into account what kind of debt you're in or anything other than that. And it's just so sad to see someone in such dire straits because they can't get the support they need. And, and I've been told many times that thank God you're here. And, you know, without you, I wouldn't have food and mm -hmm. it's just you know, heart wrenching. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing eventually that I want to get done for food or the care is, as of right now, how we work with the food is we grow our food, and but at some day, someday I want to have an actual food pantry that's set up like a, a an actual grocery store where we have food year round. Because as of right now, 
we only can grow in you know from the spring to the to the fall mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And i just want to eventually have that capacity for year-round food. Okay. You know, that's not an unrealistic goal, and I think it's definitely necessary. Another uh, organization that we have local here in Kansas City, and they probably have them in other places, but harvesters. Mm -hmm. Now, harvesters, it, everyone's familiar. If you're from Kansas City, you're familiar with harvesters. Uh, they are the guys that have the big trucks and they do the big food donations and they're, they're out there, you know, maybe once a month, there are different places where you can pull up and uh, just answer a couple of questions or whatever. I think there are a couple of questions and, you know, they ask you your income, whether it's, um, whether it's below a certain amount of money or whatever and if it is, then you, I'm sure people say, if it isn't, I'm sure people say it is so that they can, you know, because like you say, you know, there are times when people just don't have, you know, because of their living arrangements. But I do well, want to say, yeah, yeah, about harvesters is that they don't donate organic, right? It's they, they get a limited supply. Of organic, mm -hmm. There you go. Okay. So it, it's now one of our things we've, we've talked with the harvesters, but in our current state, we need to actually have that, that, the building that I was talking about mm -hmm, mm -hmm. set up and then we can start getting certain things from them. Mm -hmm. Cause they have certain criteria that you have to meet before they will actually give you food for, for okay well that that's a goal guys you know uh mm -hmm. this company uh, this uh, nonprofit organization that runs off volunteer uh effort they're they're wanting to to get a building so uh, this is a big shout out to the greater kansas city area this is a nonprofit organization food for the cure that grows organic food for cancer patients and patients that need that type of food so that they can get well, so that their body isn't ingesting more cancer-causing mm -hmm. agents, yep. okay? So their bodies will grow stronger and their immune system will be better by eating organic food. So uh, the uh, in, if there are any contractors out there, any any uh any owners business owners that would have uh, a building hmm, that may satisfy uh the need we're going to put a shout out you know contact food for the cure you know sometimes it's not about always the profit i think that the you guys are folks are making profit i know the taxes in jackson county are outrageous all that everybody's got problems right but if we all come together then this would be a big help to the the communities of the greater kansas city missouri area so they're looking to get a building so anyone that can get out there and help with that uh building effort if they know real estate that's available i say contact andrew and molly fitzgerald so that <laughs> <laughs> they can grow in that area. That's not a hard, that's not a hard goal is the point. 
there are churches that have, you know, these, there's big mega churches out there. Uh, so some the churches that are, have overflow and, and extra buildings and, you know, places now they're not even using because, you know, of COVID or whatever the case is, you know, I say that um, this would be a great opportunity to pull together as a community to move forward in that next goal, part of the goal, because they've been doing this, what, since 2016. So 16, 17, well, 18, 19, 20. Well, technically we started in, uh, it was, it was like, we kind of got the idea in 2018. Mm -hmm. This is when I finally moved over. I lived in, I originally lived in Hannibal, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And I was taking care of my mom at the time and stuff. Sure. And one thing I've learned is things happen for a reason. And if it wasn't for my back problem, I wouldn't have been able to be with my mom and take care of her. Because the fortunate reality is we're geared to, to make money and to pay mm -hmm. bills and yeah. take care of ourselves. But the whole retrospect was my my suffering allowed me to take care of my mom yeah it, it, it's allowing me to take the little bit of time that i have spare you know spare time on my hands and put that towards the good you know and i do try to dwell on my back pain and all this other stuff you know because mm -hmm. life's life and we all have our own problems and our own situations but if we can it's a good feeling to to give back and help well, it's life. That's good brotherhood and sisterhood. Uh, it's good community, I believe, when we can not be so into our own selfish, you know, needs and wants and desires and all that, and and yet persevere through to think about others who are in need as well. So yeah, even 2016, I don't think of that as an unrealistic number because. I'm putting my business cap on here again. It does take while a while to develop the concept, mm -hmm. to develop the thought. Why uh, will this work? Um, you know, to develop the concept about it, and then from there to get it on paper. You know, mm -hmm. so all of like what you you said. It, that's still not an unrealistic year. I'm, you know, I'll give it the 2016 because, <laughs> you know, your mom, it, you know, went through this, right? She went yeah. through this and, and this was a need that she had. So the concept had, was reinforced because of a need, the need of a, that a loved one had. Uh, so that's kind of what business is all about, believe it or not, guys. Everybody out there, business is about satisfying a need. So you're going to do great business if you uh, satisfy a popular need, right? And what need is there besides water that we need? We need food and we need good food. And here is a couple that has worked and has built the concept and is already working through the processes of a future goal. Uh, it's short-term goals. We talk about that in business, short-term goals and long-term goals, short-term. This is really a three, in the next three years, you should be in a facility and maybe even more than one. I know Catholic Charities is another one out there that has a food pantry. 
And if, uh, you know, they get their donations and everything uh, from, you know, wherever support they get theirs from, the church and other donors, I think there was a $2 million uh, donation within the past couple of years that Catholic, maybe this past year that Catholic Charities received. And, you know, so there are people, there are companies out there that, that can do. And as far as donations, when you're talking about charitable donations, uh, organizations, there are organizations that are kind of required to do that. So for tax purposes, Mm -hmm. so big companies, okay, companies, whatever, if you're needing a tax donation break here, (laughs) then definitely contact Food for the Cure. That's Andrew Fitzgerald and his wife, Molly, that are working with that team. Uh, definitely volunteer. That's another thing. So what what have I missed? Okay. I, I talked about, let me go back out here. I talked about. Uh, well, you have a flaw in the more section. Okay. Grow stronger blog, yeah, and that I, I, I kind of slightly, I, I should put more effort into it. But I, <laughs> I, if I think of it, I do little stories and kind of, kind of a progress report on the garden. But this, this has been a busy year, and so it's been kind of pushed to the side, unfortunately. But I, this is, you know, you can sign up for it, and you'll get an email when I put on a new story. But yeah, just kind of. Kind of gives you an idea of what we're doing at Food for the Cure. Okay, I like it. I see, and there, there's some past, uh, past articles here that mm-hmm. are great information for uh, people who you know, may want to do some more research too. Of course, yeah, super. Yep. I see the garden, the pictures out here of the food, the volunteers out here working hard. So. When do when do you guys get back to growing food? So it'll be this coming spring. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Now, before the spring comes, uh, volunteer just because they said spring. Get your name on the list of volunteer now, guys. Right? Oh yeah. So get your name on the list of volunteer now because, like he had mentioned before. Uh, there are meetings that are involved, you know, and you can talk about where you would best fit in and everything and working in the garden. So uh, that's kind of and that's another reason why they were wanting the building, because then they could provide the food year round. Mm-hmm. So well, uh, not just there, but like if, if we get a building and we mm-hmm. have like a an actual kitchen that would be checked out by the you know health codes and all that stuff. We could actually preserve food and that way we can give away salsa or pasta sauce and stuff like that. <sighs> stuff things we can make with the food. Come on, see how it how it grows and develops. Now, so I'm hearing that would be a, an opportunity for some canning of the food, right? Oh wow cha-cha and salsa i mean it's been a while you know who, if you could get fresh vegetables uh, where it was uh, canned and maybe even learning how to can they could probably even do a class you guys could probably even do a class on canning 
that that right there is a lost art mm-hmm. yeah it's a lost art and the can the canning process it may not seem yeah you know we can get out there on youtube and there's probably some things out there but something that you could can yourself and and know because i kind of see this going in a direction to where if it's not if if i don't have access to a grocery store i'm in trouble you know that's that's just me my mindset i i'm just in trouble i don't know how to can uh, as far as a garden, uh, I I have put my my uh, uh, some effort into maybe coming up with some bucket gardens, and we'll when you come back, which I hope you will, when you come back, we'll get a chance to do some updates and maybe share about how to go about uh, doing a bucket garden or someone for you know for young people to do that. But you know that that's kind of the reality of of where where I am, and I know many people that are like me, you know, people that, what do we do? We sit in front of a computer all day, or we have, you know, businesses that we run and what, whatever we're doing, um, uh, in working and not really, that's, you don't really have time to, to work and, and, and do some of those things in life that would be rewarding, and uh, if you're in a in a bad way right I, I don't know how how this world looks to most people but it doesn't look like it's coming along too well <laughs> right now and well, honestly you you're you have a workforce that's working physically less but is stressed out more than ever mm. and that goes back to you know the stress is bad for your your entire body that can cause cancer causes all kinds of illness. You got high blood pressure and, and we go back to the bad foods, you gain weight. It just all goes into this giant ball, like causes all kinds of crazy problems. Mm-hmm. And it's just unfortunate that there's always a, a pill for that, <laughs> you know, and, but in reality, if we just took the time to take care of ourselves, your body can generally help itself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it definitely can uh now the not only can the body take care of itself and help itself by eating organically uh the organic fresh fruits and vegetables uh fresh vegetables uh, i'm hearing fruits and all that too but getting out there in the garden i know that when i do work with my bucket gardens because i live in a small place uh when i do get a chance to go out there and and take care of the little vegetables that i do grow it's just good healthy exercise too huh so people if you're thinking that gardening is boring volunteering and getting in the dirt I I beg to differ because I bet if we had some shout outs, someone put some comments in there, comments in there. Did anyone make a mud pie when they were a kid? (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Who played in the dirt when they were kids, right? And I think that it kind of comes natural in that, you know, who picked flowers and dandelions and you know, got dirt under your fingernails and you played and sweated outside until the 
street light came on, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think that's just kind of part of life in itself is that if we can go back to when we were young and understand that it's just part of life. Who My grandkids love, my, I have a two-year-old granddaughter that I get a chance to hang out with on a regular and she, that door opens and she's, she's outside, you know, enjoying the weather. And definitely that can be something that you'll enjoy too, taking a volunteer effort to support Food for the Cure food for the cure. Yeah. And of course, just to let everyone know who's just now jumping on food for the cure grows organic vegetables, organic food for, uh, patients, uh, people that have cancer and they support and they pick and deliver that fresh food to people that have cancer. And they have some great short-term goals here that we know we can, God can make that happen and it can easy. That's an easy thing. It's a, that's a light thing, uh, that building into grow to get more volunteers to roll up their, their sleeves to make it happen. Yeah, for sure. I can just chat, chat, chat and talk your ears <laughs> off. I can do it. I can do it. But you know, it's, uh, I'm going to ask you to, to come back if you will guys and oh, we, we will it's such a nice program and it's been good it's been nice thank you thank you and you know just uh definitely um definitely come back and and just if there's anything that we can do because we're going to get a, a team to, to get be out there we'd like to do some get some pictures and and uh bring out our, our few tools that we have in the garage i have some tools in the garage i can <laughs> bring with me and we'll bring a crew over and and uh start getting some things going with um with that so getting getting that getting that garden going so keep and i'm on the list i think i signed up my name i have I'd have to look at my email. Okay, well, that's okay. I'll I'll fill out another I'll fill out another form and make sure I believe I am, but I'll do it again just to make sure. And you guys, I really do appreciate you guys. Just hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. All right, and thank you guys for joining today. Don't forget to share or subscribe or, or like the links, but most of all, uh, do your best to to see if you can. Do some volunteer work, uh, 501c3s, uh, volunteer uh, work and nonprofit doesn't mean that there's no profit required. You know, we need we need the sweat equity and we need the donation donated resources, the finances to, to continue to grow. And this organization is a great one to keep in mind when you're looking to do some donating food for the cure. Uh, www.foodforthecure.org and as I always say take care and as I always say uh, if the Lord says the same we'll see you next time Justice. 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 Justice now.